Hello, another episode of Turf Talk. Happy New Year, everyone. It, Christmas has gone. The busiest period of the racing calendar has been and gone. I'm here with Jim Watson, as per usual. Hello. Um, we're going to dissect, get into the meat on the Christmas turkey and <laughs> suck the juices out and hopefully provide some pointers to Cheltenham. That's that's how we're going to structure this. We've got all the Christmas racing from Britain and Ireland to get through. We're going to structure it looking how the races over the festive period develop on the four main prizes at Cheltenham and then also the novice chasers and the novice hurdles. Does that sound like a plan, Jimbo? Sounds great. Um, there's so much to analyse, so let's... Not waste any time. Crack on! Attacking there on the near side. The mayor's got a good turn of foot. Boo there from Vadana Blue. There's only a half length in it. Boo there is all out. Vadana Blue trying hard. Oh, it's tight! They flash past again. We're, we're going to start with the champion hurdle because it's, it's the Tuesday race at Cheltenham. I mean, we didn't even give the Christmas hurdle barely any mention on our Christmas preview because we just assumed Boo was going to win. I mean, in the fighting fifth, I was talking about how much I love the fact I was just crashed through the last hurdle. I don't think you liked it this day, no, did you? <laughs> not at the third last night. He was lucky to stay up, and he's, he's been beaten by Vadana Blue, who is a, is a cracking mare for Nicky Henderson. And has, has been the real unexposed type of this season, hasn't he? Yeah, she's... Look, I, I think we know where we are with Vadana Blue. She's up. She's up to a rating of one five seven now after after winning that Christmas hurdle. It's very interesting the uh, plans that they've decided to go with for Dana Blue. They're going to go for a all weather qualifier. Yeah. And then champion hurdle. And then go f- try and run in the all weather classic. At the, well, not, not the classic, the stayers division, yeah. and then go for the champion hurdle. It's, it's very odd. I, I really don't understand, but obviously it's the way to go. And sh- She'd obviously have a chance in the champion hurdle because she's beat the favourite, Bouverdeh. I mean, what, what would would this temper your enthusiasm on Bouverdeh? See him get a bit because it hasn't mine. It hasn't mine because there's still nothing else that could beat him, as we've seen over the other field, uh, over the recent weeks in the field. It's, it's, there's quality's not that strong, and there's prices out there that are takeable for him, like. Five to four isn't a bad bet, I don't think, on Bouverdere, because uh, the rest of the field don't really make me interested, to it's, be honest. It, it, it's it's a different proposition, Cheltenham to Kempton. Very, and very. V- yeah. Verdana Blue is almost. A f- it's almost. I'd have probably said out of all the the four races Bouverdere will running, I, I assume he'll turn up in the contenders hurdle. Yeah. And then Cheltenham. I would have probably said the Christmas hurdle was one to be most vulnerable, and just because of how speedy Kempton is and a nippy a horse like Madonna, who's got so much flat speed. Mm. You know what I mean? They wanted to run her, you know, in the all of the classic, you know, because she's a speedy horse on the flat, mm. and I think that's what's won it for her today. Yeah, I I completely agree with you there, but I do think Barry Gerrity made a hell of a mess at. A riding Bouverdere, and I, I don't want to slate Barry Gerrity because I'm not a jockey myself. And I, I oh, bo- Barry Gerrity, yeah, <laughs> but but I, I quite like someone else to ride Bouverdere. No feeling. Oh, how, how far in are we? Three minutes in, three minutes in, and Jim Watson's already having his first gripe. <laughs> and it's not even about anything the horse, anything an horse has done. Uh, look. 
I, I guess that's what you're going to get with there because he's so quick over his he's, hurdles. He's efficient and he just flicks over the top of him. Yeah, and sometimes he'll crash into one. Yeah, and that's been his undoing today. He's still the likeliest champion hurdle winner in my opinion. C- well c- done to Nicky for getting Vagana Blue to win the grade one. Yeah, I, c- I can completely agree with you there. And yeah, it, what what's happened's happened, and it so it still doesn't make me change my mind anymore on the ideas of the champion hurdle field because I still think Bouvardier is a decent price now. We'll also say, I'll just give a mention as well, third home if the cap fits, step him up in trip fleas, Harry. But the thing is that he won't go for the stairs hurdle now because the Roonies have had that thing, haven't they, with Cheltenham and yeah. saying, so we won't even see him in that, so we'll have to wait till Aintree probably to see him step up, which I could see really soon. Aintree hurdle, yeah. Flat track, he could be a right bully around there, couldn't he? Yeah, he could be. There's, there's a top-class horse in if the cap fits, it's I think. Just harnessing it yeah. and get running him over the right distance. Yeah, I please. agree. Sensiolano uh, finished second in a listed race at Sandown. Who, be, uh, who beat her, Jim? I can't quite remember. Lorena. Lorena, were it? Lorena. She's running. She's turned up... To beat one horse <laughs> in, a, in an absolute nothing race, uh, 48 lengths. And yeah, we've still on the foggier if she's better than last season and if she's up to champion hurdle standard. She, she's in the champion hurdle market at 7-2 to two, and we still don't know if she's that good. I'd quite like to see her, and I know it's not going to happen, but at the Dublin Racing, Racing Festival in the Irish champion hurdle. That, that'd be able to test her metal, wouldn't it? Mm. But, it, of course, William has got Mellon, Charger. And judging by the comments after the race by Ruby Walsh, he's riding Lorena in the champion hurdle. So that means, at home, she must be showing something in comparison to Mellon and even Charger, who we'll talk about in a bit, who have been the real standard setters. Uh, but the race fell apart, didn't it? And we, we, we've learned absolutely nothing there. So... We basically just give Lorena twelve thousand five hundred prize money. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, in terms of what you'd want from a reappearance as a race, it was about as unsatisfactory as you could get. Reappearance in terms of as a performance, perfect. You can't slate anything she's done. She's it's not her fault. Nothing else has turned up. But I, I, I still wouldn't be... Lorena's 7-2 because she's an unknown quantity rather than anything she's achieved on the track so far. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. And the fact that they're keeping her for soft ground is also quite interesting, I think, because it's not 100% that soft ground's going to be at Cheltenham. So they're going to risk running her on good ground. Now, if they think she's beatable on good ground, then... There's a slight chink in the armour there, I think, and I wouldn't go flying in back in Lorena, especially a short 7-2, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd agree with that. Because if you look at, for example, Vedana Blue, she has beat the champion hurdle favourite, and he's 10-1. to one. Well, the champion hurdler as well. Yeah, two times for the past two years. So there's, there's no, nothing in Lorena's form that says that she should win the champion hurdle easily. And... And I am a fan of Lorena, but so far has not shown me the capabilities of being the next champion hurdler. 
at the prices though. Is it, are you thinking that because she's three to one, four to one? If Lorena was ten to one, yeah, maybe I'd be interested. But the price is far too short. The bookmakers have have proper shortened Lorena's price because at the start of the season, fourteen to one anti post would have been a cracking bet, and well done for everyone who got on at that price because they'll be offering you double your money now for a cash out. So yeah, yeah. Fair enough, Jimbo. And over in Ireland, this is probably the most competitive hurdle of the festive period, in my opinion. The Ryanair hurdle won by Charger Super Sunday back in second. Tombstone was third. Disappointing performances from Mellon in fourth and Sam Crow in fifth. I mean... What a race this was, I thought. This, for me, was one of the races of the Christmas period. I thought... At least five horses could have won it uh, with three furlongs to go and a beautifully timed challenge by Patrick Mullins. And, yeah, I I, I, don't, I don't know about Sam Crow now. I'm, I've been disappointed and maybe the hype's got too much. And Well, something's not right with him. Was it a lung infection they found? They found a lung infection and he, he could miss Cheltenham now and save him for next season for novice chasing. I, I do think it was worth a go this season having a go for the champion hurdle because it was a, a opportunity where they could possibly have picked up a grade one at Cheltenham with him. And yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a mess season for Sam Crow and hopefully he comes back fighting fit next season. Yeah, I'd, I wasn't as disappointed with this as a lot of people did. The, 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 the shades of the horse still being the, there because he yeah, travelled to win. The way he travelled was, I thought, an absolute he, tank. I, I thought mean, he was going to count. He, he, took, he took the lead before the loss. Mm, he did. He took the lead and then just went out like a light, you and know, f- and, and faded into fifth in the space of what? Furlong and a half? Yeah. You know, that, that to me highlighted that Sam Crow wasn't right mm. rather than a horse who was outspeeded yeah. or a horse who just wasn't good enough. Mm. I'd completely forgive him this one. In fact, I'd take more positives from this. I was negatives. sort of happy that they found something wrong with him, yeah. like the lung infection, because I thought, like you, I didn't think he did anything wrong or he didn't look slow for me. No. But he he just wasn't good enough and obviously ill-helped. No, I mean, we'll talk about the winner because this is twice this season that Chargers won a grade one hurdle. Decent novice last year, not quite top class, but a good novice nonetheless. Improved via handicap company to win the Galway hurdle. Then beat for healing the Morgiana. Has now beaten quite, well, the vast majority of Ireland's top two mile hurdlers in this. What chance do you give Charger at Cheltenham? I think Charger's a cracking bet at eight to one, and I can't see it being out of the first three, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I'd... I'd I, th- I think he'll be... Yeah, I'd agree with a that. ...a consistent type. He'll turn up, he'll run his heart out, and he could be in the first three. I I, I'd, I think in the first three is a very, very, very real possibility. I will be quite disappointed if he didn't finish in the first three. Yeah, so would I, to be honest. And it'd be interesting to see if Patrick Mullins gets back on board him for the champion hurdle or for his future runs, because they obviously have a decent partnership together. So, yeah. I, Super Sunday, Jimbo. I mean, uh, it's, if it's, only there was a two-mile four yeah. race at Cheltenham, because it doesn't quite stay three miles. Two miles is too sharp. So 
I feel a bit sorry for Super Sunday. Lovely, lovely horse and being a grand servant. But for me... If if you were Jesse, where do you send him at Cheltenham? Or do you just completely wait till entry? Would you have another crack at the stage with it being such a wide open year? You might not need to be a particularly strong stayer to win it this season. Yeah, but there's certain types in the stays hurdle who I think stay strongly and are still improving. Improving. Uh, I, I th- I, I'd personally go for the champion hurdle, and I, I'd just go for it. On the hope that it's a strongly run race yeah. and it plays because to I the can stamina. I, I can see Super it being strongly run because if you look at the Christmas hurdle, that was fairly well run because if Global Citizen runs. They'll be they'll go a decent clip, I think, and well, depends if Apple's Jade decides to turn up. <coughs> Melon never really involved in this. It was a funny sort of ride. It was almost like, well, just Willie Mullins, his horses. I don't know. I've been a bit disappointed with them over Christmas. They've been maybe it's the ground waiting for the soft ground, but you never know with Melon when it comes to Cheltenham. Always comes good at Cheltenham, doesn't? Dunny and shouldn't be finishing behind Tombstone. Shouldn't be. Ever. But but I can excuse a run first time out and you never know. Melon could strip fitter and Actually, look. I'm just looking at that. Tombstone's rated 142. Be thrown in, in the county hurdle. Yeah, just absolutely. They've, they've missed a gold golden opportunity because I don't think it'd be 142 anymore. No, Jesus Christ. Look, don't get me wrong, I know I know we we don't laugh at Tombstone. But he runs in a lot of the good races, yeah. and he's just not good enough. Mm. He's better than a one four two horse, though I reckon. One fifty, I think. Yeah, solidly, solidly. So next time Tombstone pitches up in a <laughs> handicap, <laughs> lump on, <laughs> lump on the boys. Right, I think that's that's everything connected to the champion hurdle. We've talked about Mr. Watson. Your selections, please, for the champion hurdle. We'll go... I don't want to be boring. We'll go Charger. We'll go, you'll go Charger because you know I'm going to say Bouverdere. Because I know Still. you're going to say Bouverdere and I don't want to be boring and pick the 5-4 to favourite. So we'll go Charger I mean, at 10s or 8s. He's, he's back to odds against now, Bouverdere. He's 6-4 to four in some places, which I still think is pretty generous. I, I'm, I'm just going to stick with Charger being a decent price because Melon let me down last time, so... Yeah, I'm waiting for Mick Jazz to turn up as well <laughs> for each way. I, 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 I like Mick Jazz. He's 33s, he's in the market. And also, Chargers, Chargers got beaten at Down Royal <laughs> by a horse called Bedrock, who is the best horse in the world. He's not. No, he is, Jim. <laughs> he is. We'll get that trending. Hashtag Bedrock, boys. Bedrock's the best horse on earth, and he will win the champion hurdle. That's that. Champion chase now, Jimbo. And, I mean, I guess the place to start really isn't with Altio. We'll move on to him later. Simply Ned. I know. Caused a right upset there, didn't he? Uh, I, I might need to get my money out in a bit because we may have had a slight match bet on footpad. To this is a field. I forgot about that, Jimbo. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, me and Jim had a little bet on Twitter. I had the field. Jimbo had footpad. And... To be fair, I wasn't thinking it'd be simply Ned that we're going to do it for me. Uh, <laughs> I was counting my money uh, after jumping the last. I, th- I didn't think he was going to get beat, to be honest. But then the tank soon emptied and 
here comes simply Ned on the outside, and as yeah. I don't want to knock simply Ned, but it's just simply Ned, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's it's. I know full well what you mean. You have Footpad, who really was last season the outstanding novice, and possibly one of the outstanding novices we've seen this past decade. Yeah. And so far this season, he's been done by a pensioner. <laughs> he's eleven year old now. He's tw- well, he's twelve now. <laughs> oh, to yeah. Just just turned twelve. But I say cracking bit of placing by Nicky Richards as well, because it's rare British horses go over to Ireland. Well, it's technically and they should do more. Technically, it's twice he's won this race. Exactly, he beat Min via the stewards' room last season. Now he's done footpad. I mean, Willie Mullins must hate the sight of this horse <laughs> beating his two superstars. Uh, but yeah, well done to Nicky Richards. Well done to Mark Walsh and a cracking servant to the Yardsplit. And I've seen time form yesterday. Have tipped him for the champion chase each way at thirty-three to one, and they're always worth listening to. Thirty-three to one's a decent price each way, though, if you look at it. Yeah, I I liked a lot of the horses in this. I mean, what what footpad, Jim? Would you still go for the champion chase or divert to the Ryanair? Now, Willie Mullins has so many hands in the Ryanair that I'd probably just stick for the champion chase and see how we go, and then next season try and step him up in distance and see. What happens then? I, I do think he's, he's nines in place his footpad to win the champion chase. Now I do. I am a massive fan of Altior, and I, I probably never give him the credit he deserves. But each way nine to one, I think that's a steal for footpad. Yeah. <laughs> These bigger prices of ones who I'd be more. I think I'm more likely to run good races. You can back God's own at fifty to one. And I find it. I, I think he's, Diego de Chamel's a decent price as well. The frame. Yeah, Diego de Chamel can be backed at forties. I think they're likely to hit. You know, to be there or thereabouts. And I'd rather be backing one of them at a speculative price than footpad at sixes or sevens each way. Uh, great field season's not gone to plan so far. No, it, it's it's been disappointing because. He promises so much, and then he's fallen twice. Is there still a little bit of the head case about him? I, I do, because he's, he's just a nutter, I think. So A good nutter. He's, but he's a, a high-class nutter, I think. But one day, probably at Cheltenham, he'll put his head together and he'll go and trounce Altior and none of us will be on. <laughs> yeah, actually, there's another one. I think the fourth in that Castle Grace Paddy. If if you just try to get the odds up for me, please, Jim. See what odds he is to, uh, for the champion chase. Yeah, he can be backed at fifties for the champion chase. We bet three six five. I think that's not a bad shout. Each way as well, he's progressing, going the right way. I think he's taken a step forward with every run. You know, or each of his last five starts. If the ground comes up soft, I don't think he's an out and out pacey two miler. But if the ground comes up soft and there's and it's a truly run race. I could see Castle Grace yeah, Paddy winning into a co- place that I'd be completely price. agree with you there. 50s, 40s, it'd be worth just putting a few quid each way because it's not a bad price, I don't think, that. No, over in England, 8-1 <laughs> on. Altior won the Desert Orchid. Which was heaven to punter's ears because they had an absolute nightmare over Christmas with odds-on shots getting oh, beat. Yeah. Everyone up and down the country were just like... Oh, another one's oh, lost. I had a lucky 15 worth of favourites on Boxing Day 
all in grade ones. Santini, uh, get a bird. I can't remember the other two. Oh. All got beat. Boobadere were one of them. <laughs> Boobadere were one of them. And there was another one in Ireland. I can't. I can't remember. But yeah, I, I, I come in and thinking at least, at least I've got, at least I might have fifteen p back, not a single penny. Not nothing. Not happening. I, I mean, this was just easy. He's just the best in the world. He is. Yeah, and all this talk of him going over three miles and stepping up into the Gold Cup next season. So what if? If he's going to do that next season, or even if he doesn't do it, he should be remembered as one of the best two mile chasers ever. He's he's up in there with Sprinter Sacra, for me, in my oh, generation. Yeah, yeah th- this was easy, and this again, he's not beating Mugs. Diego de Chamil is a very very solid horse, maybe not quite Grade One quality, but a very solid Grade Two level horse. Special Tiara, I know he's you know old enough for, to qualify for a bus pass now, but still. <laughs> A talented racehorse, and the other two came home, Sperodek and Diakala, who were both decent racehorses. He's made them all look bang, bang average. average. Yeah. He's made them all bang average. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what else I can say about LTR other than just, just enjoy him. Yeah, enjoy him while he's here, and let's hope that nothing goes wrong with him from now till Cheltenham or in his future years, to be honest. No, brilliant. Brilliant performance from him on the bridle throughout and bolted up to win a good race. I mean, I've got to ask the question, Jim. Who do you think wins the champion chase? Altio. Yeah, possibly the most stupid question I've ever asked. But we have to go for it. Altio wins it for me as well. I mean, if even looking at the odds, he's the best price of seven to four on. But there's some still fairly generous. And also, there's some decent value in the each way fields, as we've mentioned already. Then. You could be stealing money there. Uh, we'll we'll look. We'll move over the longer distances now, and we'll start with the Stayers Hurdle. Jimbo Watson, congratulations! Paisley Park's a Grade One winner. Uh, he's a champion, isn't he? Uh, he I I think him come and give him a great ride in the JLT, and yeah, he for me ten to one and twelve to one is looking like a massive price in the. Uh, Stays hurdle division and confusing sort of field entered for the Stays hurdle because Penn Hill's favourite still. But uh, do you know what? To say it, a lot of people have been slating the Stays hurdle, saying you know there's no genuine. It looks quite horses. hot. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this race. It's maybe not deep in terms of absolute top class quality, but there's a you can make. A case for a lot of them, and these are the sort of races where you can pick up a thirty-three to one shot and think, "Yeah, I'm I'm running in with a with a good chance here." Obviously, we're, we're Penhill's still the favourite, and we're not going to see him until the Cheltenham Festival. But Paisley Park probably is at the top of the British pecking order at the minute. Nice, and obviously, last season won three, won all three so far this year, Jim. And won the long walk well to give Aidan Coleman his first grade one. Yeah, it's outstanding that that's his first ever grade one because <laughs> I, I feel like Aidan Coleman's been around forever, like when I was growing up. So, yeah, I, I think Paisley Park is the standard setter, to be honest. But a horse that was very interested, uh, interesting on New Year's Day for me was 
Midnight Shadow. Sue Smith. Sue Smith. Now, I, I do think this was quite a weak grade two, and I was unsure about the stamina of Midnight Shadow because, for me, he's an out-and-out two-miler. When he won the Scottish champion hurdle, he come from the back, rifling through the field, and then a two-mile, four-and-a-half, I thought might stretch him, but I backed him each way because I thought I couldn't see him out the first two. And impressive, I thought, and certainly should throw his hat into the ring of the stayers hurdle division for me. Yeah, I I I like Midnight Shadow. I I'm not quite sure whether he's up to grade one level yet. I'd be more inclined to uh, <laughs> to support Paisley Park, who in a lot of places is at the same odds as Midnight Shadow. Paisley Park's a grade one winner over three miles in Britain. Midnight Shadow's beaten Holstone, who's but Midnight Shadow is only six. Shockers in this, isn't it? Yeah, that's very fair. And it's interesting to see that I've heard in the recent weeks that Sue Smith's contemplating going novice chasing with him next season. So it's worth just having a dart at the stairs hurdle, isn't it, before he goes over the fences. And, yeah, I, I think Sue Smith excels with staying horses and I, I do think that Midnight Shadow could have a lot more to come. And it was a very cool ride, I thought, by Danny Cookie. Ice cool, he, come from the back and siphled the long side, didn't get there too soon, and beat Old Guard and Holstone. I know you're a massive fan of Old Guard, but he just keeps bumping well, he is in. how he is, isn't he? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of him because he does what he does, rather than the fact that he's a top class. And if, if you are top class, you want to be beating Holstone and Old Guard in races like this. Uh, moving back to the long walk, I know you know what I mean, Harry came down. I I might make a bit of a case for him here, mm -hmm. on the basis that he's already he's obviously he's not quite as good as he once was, and even when he was at his best, he still did up in the stairs hurdle. But there's not be, there's not really been the new generation to come through and overtake him. I, I know he came down in a long walk, but before that, his win at Newbury was, you know, very very satisfactory. Beating, beating Klein, who's a fairly decent yardstick. There's worse 33 to one shots available. Completely, I, I completely agree with you there. He's been a cracking old servant for Harry Fry. He's put him on the map mostly, barring, you know what I mean, Harry, uh, barring Rock on Ruby for Harry Fry. And yeah, there, he is overpriced and will probably, he's certainty to turn up, isn't he? So. It'd yeah, be um, before we move over to Ireland, I'd just like to to touch on Black Up and Kill Brick and Storm. I know you're a big, big fan of them too, aren't you? I am, more so of Black Up. I, I think he's got an absolute engine. I say they've, they, they, they've both had their novice chasing careers aboard. Neither of them look like naturals of it, even though Black Up on looks you'd have thought would have made a chaser, mm. but he jumps like an idiot. Look, he's he's the one to me that is very, very, very potentially top class. Yeah, he's got uh, such an engine. Even even in the even in the dipper where he couldn't jump for toffee. No, the amount of ground he made up just through natural. He didn't ability. get beat that far in the end, did he? No, and <laughs> you know it's it's very wise, uh, Tom George, because he he'll retain his novice status going into next and season because yeah. he's still not won a race. And you can also yeah, it's worth having a dart next season. Go over the summer, carry on schooling him, see how he turns out, and then 
try again next year. It's might as well just give it another season over hurdles and see if he respects them first. Yeah, he's another interesting one. Throwing his hat into the mix, similar for Kilbrick and Storm, although I don't quite think he's as good as Black Op. I, it was odd that he won the Albert Bartlett last year. No he gets some strange winners of the potato race, though. I know, not... Very would remember him. Yeah, it's, 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 odd, it's odd because the depth of that field looks really strong, I think. The horses that finished behind who have now gone novice chasing this season, the form of that race looks fairly strong. And... He has been very disappointed. He, he ran at a Welsh track on his debut. Either I think it might be Chep, Chepstow, Fosslas, but he jumped violently out to his right, and then only just hung on by just catching him on in the run, in the running. So yeah, I, I'm not sure about them. I'm not sure about Kilbrook and Storm, but Black Op obviously has a serious engine. We'll go over to Isla now. Apple's Jade won their version of the Christmas hurdle, which is over three miles, but a l- her task was made a lot easier by Fahim coming down. Hearts, out. hearts were in mouth when Fahim went down, and it was almost, I'd say, iconic, and one of the most iconic pictures in racing, seeing Ruby Walsh and Fahim coming back in, walking back in from the hurdle. Because yeah. for a minute, I thought, Oh, the worst has come to the worst. That's looked like one of the worst falls I've ever seen. And I was nearly in tears. But he's, he's, he's got back up, he's done well, and he'll be back for Cheltenham. I, I, I think he was going well when he came down. I'm not sure. I think they were both equally going well, but Apple's Jade won so decisively that I, I don't think... I think Fahim would have struggled to keep up with Apple's Jade. I think it would have made a proper race of it. It would have made a race of it, but I do think Apple's Jade still would have come out on top. Regarding looking forward towards Cheltenham, I've been of the opinion, I was last season, that if Apple's Jade runs in a series hurdle, she'll win it. Yeah, but also she's got the speed to win running the champion hurdle, and she could be a decent bet in the champion hurdle if she turn up, but... She's won't, she'll won't, will she? She'll run in the mares. They, they won't win us at Cheltenham and they've said, you know, the race they're most likely to win is the mares. And fair, and fair dues for him saying that because owners take a lot of stick and trainers for not running the horse in the right race. But if you just want to win a race at Cheltenham, I know she didn't win the race last year and it's not a certainty to win it this year, but it's worth just having a dart here, isn't it? Yeah, completely, Jim. You're right. You are right, mate. And also, Faheen... Uh, I'd, I'd keep him on side for the for the stairs hurdle, based off this. He's, he's won, <laughs> won over three miles at the back end of last season at Punchestown. He's obviously not the clearly force stays of his now, whole, but now he now he stays. Yeah, I can quite easily see him being up there. Maybe he just comes to light at Cheltenham and thinks this is Cheltenham, and now it's time my time to shine. I, I, I don't. He's slightly. I sh- might play on that. Do you know what? He's 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 a best price twelve to one. I, I might have a bet. I, I, I think that's cracking odds twelve to one for Fahim to win this. Even if you took, even if you took, looked at him, not as a champ as in a previous champion hurdler. If you took his last three runs, which were winning at Punchestown, then admittedly slightly disappointing, but second behind Charger over a trip which is now inadequate for him, and he was going to be in the first two here, and he was twelve to one. If it was a young, improving horse with that record, you'd be all over it. Yeah, correct. And we already know 
he's got no qualms with Cheltenham. We already know he's got the talent to win a championship race at the Cheltenham Festival. Look, he's not he's not as good as he once was, but he could, he's, he's probably only has to be. He could probably still be ten pounds worse than he wants. But if you put on the table the for me a tenner and said you can only back Paisley Park or Faheen, I'd still back Paisley Park for me because at two points bigger odds, I'd back Faheen. Hmm, I'm not a hundred percent about that. Uh, it, it's it's a funny looking field because, there, like you said earlier on, there is a lot of depth in the race. They're just not up to the high standard of former stays hurdle winners. You can see even Lorena's in here and Sam Crow's in the market, but I, I, these are stupid prices to put horses that are not even going to run whatsoever. Even Next Destination's in. I think he's out for the season, isn't he? Yes, he is, yeah. So they've just put some stupid prices in. We've, we've still not seen Lammy Surge as well this season, who was the one I was probably most keen on for now. It, you know, with the lack of a genuine out-and-out Graham horse. I mean, don't get me wrong, Penhill could be, but our evidence is limited. Mm-hmm. What, what he's achieved so far is clearly very, very, very good. Whether he's an out-and-out one we know is top class, a la Big Bucks, or maybe even Rev the Civiler, mm-hmm. you know, unsure. For me, I've just backed for him now. At the odds of the ones in heading the betting, I don't think Super Sunday. Look, it's, it's twice the price of Super Sunday, who's already been beaten in a stairs hurdle. Yeah, I, I, I can I can understand your point, and I do sort of agree you agree with you in some aspects, but for me, it has to be Paisley Park. Uh, moving on now to the big one, the Cheltenham Gold Cup. And it's almost been wide open. Out with the old, in with the new. Clandis a bow wins the King George. It's almost as if we had a slight idea after the Betfair chase. Bristol to my one. Native River ran a solid race. Mike Bite was disappointing. Clandis Oboe was backing fourth. Thistlecrack was in third. And it was a bit like, yeah, we sort of know where we stand now. And then the King George came along. And Clandis Oboe got the book. And ripped it up and thought, no, I'm having it a different way. Yeah, I completely, Jim, because oh, I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a very, very, very fine horse, a, a good one. I thought it was a good horse, not, but I didn't think he was good level. enough to win the King not, George. Not at this level, and I'm still kind of baffled by it, on because look, I know he's only six, and well, seven now, and there's improvement that he'll have made. <coughs> To make up that amount in such a short time between the Betfair and the King George, I don't know how much I trust this race. I do think Kempton very much suited him in comparison to Haydock. He he does go better right-handed, doesn't he? And I I back... Personally, I back Thistlecrack in the race and I backed him each way and I thought he was going to win. We wanted... as he, it was a great ride, I thought, by Tom Scudamore. He, he was almost reminiscent of when he won the King George two years ago. Yeah. And there's glimmers there that there's still something there for Thistlecrack. Oh, now, yeah, big time. Now, I am, as much as I've talked about Paisley Park in the stairs hurdle, Thistlecrack 
if he was to go back over hurdles and running this day's hurdle, he'd trounce him. Why would you, though? Why would you? That is a very good point. But I'm not sure. Why would you? He's never actually if, if, made, if, he's if never made a exactly, Cheltenham Cup, exactly. has he? If you're calling Tizard, and basically your main priority for the past three seasons has been getting Fistle Crack to a Gold Cup, you know, to win a Gold Cup, yeah, and he never even runs in one, mm. what's the point? Mm. What's the point? He has to win in the Gold Cup this season. Yeah, he has to. To justify the, the past three seasons. Would he win, though? Or would he be up there? I'd, I, you can make a case. You can make a case. He has bits and pieces, doesn't he, of form where you think, yeah, that's quite strong. And He's run really well this season so far. Mm. He has run really Cause, well. Because in the Betfair chase, he smashed every fence, didn't he? Yeah. And he, he didn't travel well at all. And then he's come here, he's jumped well, he's tended to jump slightly left-handed, but he's... Ran a cracking race and just been beaten by a younger horse, hasn't he? Native River has ran a cracking race, I thought. I thought Native River would beat after a mile. Did you? Uh, y- yeah, but <laughs> it, 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 were n- it, it were never going to suit, was it? And it's... it's. I don't really know what to make of him because a lot of the results at Cheltenham last season, the ground was so important. To, and even though... I like Native River, and I do think, you know, Cheltenham plays to his strengths more than any other track. How he's been, be- he's evidently beatable. Mm-hmm. He's been beaten the past two seasons. Yeah. You know, by horses who are coming at him, and he's not faced that Cheltenham before. Mm-hmm. This will be Clandis O'Bow's first Gold Cup. It'll be Fistlecrack's first Gold Cup. Bristol Demai didn't run in it last season, did he? He went straight to entry. Mm-hmm. You look at things like that, and, and you kind of think, and that that's completely discounting all the Irish lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's vulnerable this season. He's vulnerable this season, but that run last time out really did interest me because he was off the bridle for near enough two miles and he rallied and still got third and beat and outstayed him, really, to be honest. And I do quite like Native River in the Gold Cup. And last season, I didn't give him the credit he deserved as Lewis will probably tell you, I called him a banger. A bang average handicap. I did, and I, I couldn't believe that he actually won last year's Gold Cup. I just, I, for me, I'd love to see him in something like a national, because that's got to be the long term. Uh, yeah, because uh, he's only eight still, if you think about nine. it. Well, nine, yeah, and it's plenty of time to go yet, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there is. Politolog doesn't stay. That, Quite clear. We, we put put that to bed now. Ryan Ryanair for him, surely. But again, he'll have a cracking chance in that. And once again, Mike Bite, disappointing. They, they found some up with him. Like these. Did he bleed? Yeah, he bled from his nose, but that's not really that major, isn't it? I, I don't know what's up with Mike Bite. Probably put him away for the season now and see if he's any better next season. And then, if not, just retire him. He's, yeah. he's not done anything bad, has he, really? No. He's won a Betway ball. He's... He's won a King George and he's finished second in the Cheltenham Gold Cup. He's, it's not like they're going to retire him and he's been disappointed, is he? So He's just looked entirely out of sorts this season. Disappointing for Ruth Jefferson and Brian Hughes as well. Waiting Devastating, patient, wasn't Waiting it? patiently coming down via no fault of his own. <laughs> because Bristol Demai has never fallen ever in his career. Until then? Until then. <laughs> so that it's proper heartbreaking. Waiting patiently... 
looking like they're going to go for the Ryanair now. Yeah, that, that seems and, to be the plan. And could even take on Altior in the Clarence House if the ground comes up soft, but it's going to need a fair bit of rain from here and now. So, yeah, Paul waiting patiently. Would you have thought that waiting patiently would have finished anywhere near these two? Thistlecrack and Clan de Zobo? I don't know, because I don't know how well he stays yet. We literally know nothing else. We've never got to see. What we do know is he's a very, very, very high-class horse. But there's still a lot of time with him, yeah. And he, next season, he, he could be even better, couldn't he? He could go for the Ryanair this season and still improve a lot more next season. Yeah, he's, he is a pretty much unknown quantity, really. He's waiting patiently. We know he's very good. Exactly how good. Look, the sky could be the limit for him, really. Mm. Uh, over to Ireland and the Savills chase. Another young, improving chaser took it, Kenboy. Now, this was a very interesting race because I thought David Mullins gave this an absolute peach. Uh, they went slow early, didn't they? And then he decided, he sat last early on and then he took the ball by the horns and went to the front and rolled them to sleep, I think, personally. And this, it didn't really suit the stayers in Bells Hill, to be honest. And I think this this race... If they were to run it again, I think we'd have a different result each time. Do you think so? I mean, if we just if we just have, have a closer look at Kenboy, the improvement he's made since he was fourth in the JLT last year, was it fourth? Yeah, unbeaten in... Well, when stayed up, he came down in the Irish National. Unbeaten in four starts since then, just, including the Conmel Oil chase last time. Just think how far he would have won the Labrooks Trophy by. <laughs> I mean, elegant escape was in there, so... <laughs> He wouldn't, wouldn't have even finished the head of him. <laughs> he's the best horse, barring bedrock, on the planet. Uh, I, I like Ken Boy, and f- in a division at the minute, which I kind of felt more confused about watching before this race started, this was a performance I'd been waiting for, really, of a chaser to put the foot down and say, I'm a Gold Cup contender, I'm a proper Gold Cup contender. Don't get me wrong, Clandis Obo, I liked what he did at Kempton. Didn't quite get that vibe off him as I did at, uh, from Kenboy here. We're both we're both a massive fan of Bells Hill. Now, was this an acceptable run for you? Yeah, I I, I, I thought this was like he needed the run completely. I thought this was a cracking warm up run for future targets this season because I thought. Where do you think he'll go, Bobby Joe next, and then? Yeah, I, I think that would be the ideal prep. Bobby Joe then Gold Cup. Yeah. Because yeah, that makes sense to me. Because I do th- stamina's his thing, isn't it? Yeah. And the Gold Cup test will suit him completely. And I think Willie Mullins has got my two fancies for the Cheltenham Gold Cup. So I I don't think he's as much of an out and out stayer as you do, though, Jim. And mm? I, I know a lot of people talk about Bells Hill in terms of a Grand National prospect. Don't see him like that. No, I think he's a quicker horse. Yeah, he's a fairly quick three mile though, but he stays. That's why I think he's, you know, he's been my long-term Gold Cup fancy, really, since he won the Bobby Joe last year. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't have him as a Grand National prospect. No, I don't think I'd have him as a Grand National prospect, but I'd have him definitely as a Gold Cup prospect. I, I, I do think three, as we saw in the Irish Grand National, three mile five really stretched him, didn't it? Yeah. And although he's a year older now, possibly could stay slightly further, I'd... St- I'd still say three mile two would be the top of his 
Yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying there because a lot of people say that he's just an out and out stayer. I don't. I said it myself. I I think the stamina distance will help, but yeah, I'm unsure with Bells Hill. I I, I do like another one of Willie Mullins's, but we'll move on to him in a bit. Monolly. Ran a Ryanair, per- would you go for? I, I think so. I think Monolly ran a perfectly acceptable race here and didn't really do much wrong and would be quite deservingly have a chance in the Gold Cup each way, I think. Yeah, nice horse, Monolly. Got a lot of time for him. Road to respect was, I th- now, per- now, a lot of people have said this, but personally... A slower horse but than these. Just got, just stumbled slightly. and And I thought that was the race over and then... To finish third, I think that's a cracking run. I think he would have won this, well, to respect if he hadn't stumbled. Do you, I, I just find I just think he's slightly. I know he's won over two five before. I don't think he's as quick. I'm a big fan of Road to Respect, and I'm not really giving him the credit he deserves over the last couple of years. But I can see where you're coming from, where he he can be seen as slow. But if the ground goes soft at Cheltenham, who knows? Yeah, it 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 he'd have a cracking chance. He really would have. It's, a, a it's twelve to one for the Gold Cup, and for me, twelve to one's not that bad value. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's others we've got to mention, and I know you'd like to talk about album photo. I was very very impressed with him, uh, winning at Limerick. Uh, I don't I don't think he did anything wrong. To be honest, he he jumped beautifully. It was interesting to see that Ruby Walsh went to go and ride him, uh, in the. Was it the Savile's listed chase or? Yeah, or obviously, because racers don't have names anymore. <laughs> Nothing creative. It wasn't. Li- uh, it was Tremor, wasn't it? Uh, where he won, he beat Total Recall. Who he would get Total Recall were getting ten pounds off uh, Album Photo, and he's progressive this season, and I think he might well have a massive say in the Gold Cup. And 16, top price, 16 to 1, is decent value. Of course, he'll be remembered for last season running out in the novices' chase at Punchestown when Paul Townsend just had a slight lapse in concentration. Yeah. But he, he beat he beat Shattered Love at Fairy House. He would have finished second behind presenting Percy, I think, at Cheltenham. And, yeah. I, going I, the right way. He is going the right way, and he's only seven. So, yeah. I like that. I think it's also worth mentioning Elegant escaping here because he will be his next one will be in the Gold Cup. You're He's a massive. I'm borderline obsessed we, with. We we proper fancied him. We napped him, didn't we, on the last podcast for the Welsh National. Welsh National. And I thought Ramsey's Ramsey's de Tai was going to come and beat him in the final furlong, but he just found that little bit stamina, uh, little bit more of stamina, and just outstayed him. And I'll let you fire away with him. I tend. I'm t- I tend to be of the opinion that is that of, if a horse wins the Welsh National off a big weight, the pr- that, that's probably worth another five to their mark. Mm. No matter what well, he's written out, he's probably five in that. Previous like that, Native River, synchronised. Exactly. They've all been shown to high it's effect. A, it's a hard race in soft ground, the Welsh National, always. And it's very often an out-and-out slogger who wins it an old slow boat like Mountainous or Razda Marine. Yeah. You know what I mean? If a horse wins it off a heavy weight, they tend to be pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I say he's he's only seven, 
but Jesus, he behaves like a horse a lot older. Yeah, you know, he jumps. He's, he's like a horse who he's like a horse who's run who farewell in a veterans chase. Yeah, you know, he'd love a bit of argy bargy. He 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 jumps beautifully. Although he did make one mistake in the Welsh National, and my heart was in my mouth. But yeah, elegant escapes, a lovely sort, and I do think that he, the Grand National will be the main intention, won't it? It has to be. I hope so. But you could see him running a very Perfectly acceptable prep race in the Cheltenham Gold Cup, couldn't you? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd, 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 I'd say that, and I'll, I'll probably throw a few quid his way just because I'd be fuming if he won the race. You are, you are borderline in love with him, I think. Oh, he's my, fa- he's my favourite chaser in training. I, I like, in terms of what I can't really say old fashioned because I don't, I wasn't there in the old times. But this is a proper old fashioned chaser, you know. He's like a, a proper war horse. You, 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 you wouldn't want to own a horse who was having to go up against Elegant Escape in a scrap. Correct. And yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm I said borderline obsessed with him. I think he's brilliant. <laughs> who wins the Tottenham Gold Cup for you then, Jim? At this stage, obviously presenting Percy, we've still not seen. God knows what Pat Pat Kelly just doesn't care about the calendar and I'm, I wouldn't be surprised soft grounds key in it for presenting person well, I think where do we think he's going to start off his season is Pat Kelly training him so Nunthorpe <laughs> the uh, Nunthorpe the Dubai World Cup <laughs> then the Gold Cup somewhat like that he, he, doesn't, he doesn't really respect the traditional roots does he Mr Kelly he doesn't but I, I'm not 100% sure where he'll line up but at this stage Velka Pada Beecher. I'm, I'm, I'm against him at four to one because we don't even know if he's even alive yet. A bit like Lorena, and I don't want it. Well, he is alive. Well, he's alive, but we haven't seen him in person. He might look unwell, or but if if you take his form last year uh, when he won the RSA, he beat Monolee by seven. Now, if that equates to the Savills chase, the Grade one over Christmas, uh, he he'd be equal to Ken Boy, and he was sure to improve because he's eight now. And yeah, I I I can understand why he's the favourite for next year for this year's Cheltenham Gold Cup, but he's not for me. For me, really, he's for me. He's he's Denman Mark two. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I can see I can see where you're coming from, but for me, I'm all over. Album photo. I'm on the album photo train to Cheltenham. I'm I'm a presenting Percy fan, and Bells Hill would be my other one at a big price. I've already backed them both, and they'll probably be the two I go so into Cheltenham. So you'd be presenting Percy, Bells Hill, and Elegant Escape. So that's your tricast. Elegant, well, ele- Elegant Escape will be more a couple of quid each way on the basis that if he wins and I haven't backed him, I will probably jump out of the window. <laughs> Shall we? Predict a tri-cast. A first three home in the Gold Cup. So your first three oh, is... I think presenting Percy, Bells Hill. Yeah, why not? Elegant escape. Although, I do think as well, I don't think he'll win it. And I know he's got a lot of work to do uh, to do. And he will have to, still improve. But def- definitely red at 33-1. to one. I could see him running into a place yeah. late on in the day. For me, I'll He's got a lot less to prove than Mike by at this point. Album photo, first. Right. Native River, second. Presenting Percy, third. 
Yeah, it's ones like that. Cause I, personally, I, I'd, I think Native River will probably be in the first four. Whether I'd, whether I'd rather have a few quid on him each way or Elegant Escape each way, I'd go for Elegant Escape. Because of the price, price. yeah. I completely agree with you. Yeah, it's a good, should we talk about the novice chasers now? Because we've seen a lot of good performances, really, from the novices. And I really do owe you an apology about Dynamite Dollars, Can don't I, Because I've, I've, I've slagged you off. <laughs> You've absolutely in, slagged one me off. One free, one rated hurdler, <laughs> winning the Arkle. Behave yourself, Jimbo. And now I'm on the bandwagon. And now I'm on the bandwagon. We told you Kalashnikov was slow. <laughs> and he, Well, to be honest, we didn't see a lot of it because of the severe fog. But he's beat the two main horses that are the top of the field in the Arkle. And, yeah, for, for me, Dynamite, I'm, I'm still on the Dynamite Dollars train. I, I couldn't believe he went off 3-1. to one. I thought that was absolutely unreal. 5-1 to one earlier on in the day, and we may have snuck on, but not at large stakes. But, yeah, I, I think I do think stamina s- step up would probably improve him more. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I like him, and... Out of the British train contenders for the Arkle, I don't understand why he's a bigger price than Kalashnikov and <coughs> Lalor. Not Lala. Layla. Oh, yeah, him. Kaylee Woolcott's horse. Uh, <coughs> that, that's all we're calling him. Uh, Dynamite Dollars. Yeah, he's, he's beating them both. And I just think he's solid. It's, it, it, it happens that sometimes horses are just much better chasers than they are hurdlers. He's still young. He's, still, he's only just turned six. I'm a fan, and out of the ones trained in Britain, he's the one I'm most, I'm most, uh, come on, why can't I think of words, Jim? Tell me what word I'm thinking of. Looking forward to. That's the word. That's, yeah, that's it. Uh, over in Ireland, Larishberg, great winner. He's, he's going well. He's another one who's a, already a better chaser than he was a hurdler. I, I agree there, and I, I do think that Larishberg could... He's, I wouldn't say he's come into this race unexposed, but he sort of has, hasn't he? I, I, I don't know an awful lot about him, but he seems to keep winning these races in Ireland and popping along, and he, he's not a bad little horse. Yeah, def, yeah, defo. I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. Going well for Joseph O'Brien. Defy Desoy uh, outstayed in the dipper, I think, but... By next year's Cheltenham Gold Cup winner... Behave. Well, uh, <laughs> Desai, for me, I could give him a shout. I, d- I do think uh, two miles will suit him better than, was it two mile four on New Year's Day? Where he just looked to be outstayed by Lost in Translation, who is a proper champ. So, Yeah, Mengli Khan, slightly disappointed with him, to be fair. He was my idea of the Arkle winner beforehand. Probably not now. I'd like to have seen a little bit more from him. His jumping was awkward, I felt, and he never really looked comfortable. Uh, not an speaker by Master Dino, but again, decent performance, going the right way for the Moors. It's wide open this year, the Arkle. I'm, I'm, at this moment in time, though, I'm still on the Dynamite Dollars train. At the odds, yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't understand why two horses he's beaten on merit are bigger prices than him. 
really. And we're seeing it with Laura as well. It, there have been times, like in the Betfair last season, where he's just put in the odd poor Bam, run yeah. with no explanation. Yeah. You know, because there was I, a little I, murmur before the, Cheltenham last season that he needed soft ground. Yeah. Now, after he was disappointed behind Dynamite Dollars, that was soft ground. Yeah, and it was almost like I know Clearly Wall came and said, "Oh, we've we've given him the run too soon." <laughs> uh, was that all? What was that? Rather in hope, rather than rather than knowing it, you know, hoping mm. that oh. We've given in the room too soon. Mm. That's why he's underperformed. Rather than the fact that he might just be a horse that does sometimes. Just not putting his full performance. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I'd have that worry about the law. Uh, over in, in the Feltham, well, the Court of Star now it's called, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, La Bagoa, what a cracking little mare she is. Tough as all boots and putting a good performance to beat top of the game in Santini. Uh, this is going to be a good race, here, I say. I'm really looking forward to this this year because, well, there's five horses, six horses in this that I am big fans of and all the form of Le Bagoas stacking up now. Talkies Cheap won the other day and lost in translation, of course, beat Defi Desoy. Santini looked like the track really didn't suit at uh, Kempton, didn't he? And he could be a, a massive have a massive say in next year's Gold Cup and this year's RSA at Cheltenham. And, yeah, top of the game ran. I'd even say he bettered his run last time. Yeah, he did. Nice performances from them. Santini looks like Cheltenham will suit him more than Kempton. Big out-and-out stale. Reminds me of Don Poli. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't quite insult him that much. I wouldn't say he's that slow. Insult him? (laughs) Don Poli's a champ. I think he's quicker than Don Poli. Don Poli won an RSA. I know, but he, he, the nickname Don Slowly, obviously. Yeah, s- says fair enough, fair enough, but he'd he'd still be, you know, within the first three of my RSA, how I, how I visit it's going to go. I but do think the winner's in Ireland. I do think it's Delta Work. Do you I'm think? mad impressed by him, yeah. yeah. Mega impressed. Maybe... I'm not sure how much of that is due to presenting Percy winning the Potemkin and the RSA last season, but second behind Nesta. He's been. He's been, He was in your five for the start of the season, wasn't he? Yeah. And he he has just improved from strength to strength, and yeah, I can see where you're coming from. But for me, I'd rather be with Santini. If it was, he is a better price Delta Work, but Santini Delta Work match bet. Yeah, go on. Five. Five, yeah. We're on. We'll go with that. I, I, I'm a big Delta Work fan. Uh, th- there are some you can back at bigger odds. Vindication's available. Vindication. Who won, who won the Noel Novice Chase? Uh, don't think he'll win in the RSA. I don't. And I, I think a flat track will probably suit him more than something like Cheltenham. Yeah. Um, he, he has bits and pieces. It, well, he's unbeaten, isn't he? Uh, over fences. And he, I think he, he could have that. I can't describe it. He sort of. He knows how to win, but he doesn't do it impressively, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's... He it's, sort of just does it. He's not then, flashy. No, he's not flashy, that's the word. OK, Corral was very impressive last weekend at Warwick. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that more on the episode coming out tomorrow. Uh, episode will be out on Thursday. Thursday. So, yeah, we'll talk more about him. Uh, but 
I, I do think a race like this would suit Boke Corral more. I'm more of an I'm more of a, I think he looks now an outsider to be a high class one national hunt chase. Similar can be said of Mortal as well, who's already <laughs> an infinitely better chaser than he was a hurdler, and looks to me like he could well be an RSA chase horse. Uh, for I mean, you, final selections for the RSA at this stage, Delta Work. Santini or we'll go top of the game top of the game we'll move on now to the JLT and we'll just touch on the dip because I'll just let you talk about loss in translation because that's all you do <laughs> I, I swear whenever I see Lewis around at uni I just go next year's Cheltenham Gold Cup winner he's entered next week or just won last week yeah, uh, he jumped 10 times better than what he did against Le Bagoua. Uh Jumped beautifully uh, under Robbie Power at Cheltenham. And I, I think the form of that race is fairly strong. Definitely Desai's been rejuvenated after his first run this season and has obviously beat, beaten uh, top of the game in sort of fortunate circumstances. But yeah, lost in translations are cracking horse. He's slowly progressing and I think... Over time, he, he will get three miles and two mile four will be perfect for him at Cheltenham and he's going to win it. Yeah, stays really well. He will run in the JLT as well. He will. We pretty much know that because if we have a look at the bit in there, Labago was second favourite, who I think would be better off in the JLT than I, the I, I do, uh, For me, in my eyes, I see staying as Labago was main thing. I don't think she's slow though. No, I don't think she's slow. And I think the RSA tends to be... A slow horses race. Yeah, I can see where you're coming San, from. You know, look, Santini's. She's beaten Santini at the top of the game at uh, at Kempton at Christmas. I'd prefer them to to turn the form around at I, Cheltenham. I don't think Cheltenham will be her track. To be honest, I think it's something like Aintree will find her more to success. And she, of course, she's going to the Dublin Racing Festival, which is good to see. Uh, Warren Greycheck sending Irish uh, English horses over to Ireland. Yeah, and then you look at the next ones down at the bend. <laughs> Defy Desai should run in the Arkle, yeah. in my opinion. Top of the game will run in the RSA. Get a bird, I mean, doesn't he have some like selling plate as that Clon Melter bully or something? Because that, that's what he does. That's what he does for fun. Just turn up, beat 80-rated horses by 30 lengths. Would you be then, interested in go, taking Kalashnikov this route? Would you rather go JLT or the Arkle? If you yeah. personally, f- because it's obvious he's going to run in the Arkle, isn't he? Yeah, he will. But in my opinion, I think a JLT would be better for him. Do you know what, Jim? I, I think I agree. I think I agree, and I I, I think the balance of because we say he's slow, he's he's not slow. He's not slow, slow but, but he's, he's not got, pacey. Uh, yeah, he's not pacey. Mm. And this this would be able to balance his stamina and speed. A lot better than a race Completely like the Arkle yeah. for me. Look, it, it's it's all you know theoretical because he will turn up in the Arkle. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd be a lot more inclined to support Kalashnikov in this. I think Dynamite Dollars would stay as well. So do I. I, I do think Dynamite Dollars over time will want two mile four. Uh, but yeah, lost in translation. Dynamite do- uh, Dollars is my little double for Cheltenham. I'm hoping. Yeah. And we lost in translation for this as well. Just on the basis of that, we know we'll turn up and there's not many. We can say that about... We'll talk about the novice hurdles we've seen over Christmas. Angel's Breath winning 
appearance in, well, it was technically a hurdle. There was only four of them. <laughs> Due to high winds. Yeah, uh, but he, he couldn't have been any more impressive in beating Danny Kerwin. Yeah, uh, the form of that race looks strong. But if you look at the Tolworth hurdle winner, Alexia Denutz, 12 to 1. Decent value, I think, for me. This lovely sort of horse jumps for fun, stays well, uh, got a bit of speed, and yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Alexia Denutz and not done anything wrong really this season. He's not top class, though, is he? Surely. You, you never know, he's not written. He's sort of one of them horses where he'll stick in and he'll grind and he'll keep going and he'll keep going till the line. And if there's any chinks in the armour of these favourites, I think. Oh, I, find, I think he'd be mega vulnerable. And don't get me wrong. He's done nothing wrong. He's a really likeable horse. His attitude is first class and he's tough. And he sticks his head down and he loves a scrap. But in a race like this, you want you want a top-class prospect to emerge from it. I don't think the race he won, the Tolworth, was great. You know, Grandson C second, who's... A second season novice who got done by itchy feet at the start of the season. I know Alexia Denutz is progressing. I'd be more inclined to back Angel's Breath, even though he's half the price. You know, a general sixes. <laughs> There's a lot around the 12 to 1 odds. Al Dancer, who's another one who's progressing through handicaps. Uh, is that Nigel Twiston Davis? Yeah. Horse? Yeah. Uh, I, he's got an entry in the Betfair hurdle and progressive horses like that normally come through that look for example last year Kalashnikov so yeah I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Al Dancer and he's come under gone under the radar a bit but Quick Grabben's a horse you really like but he's just rumours that he's had a bit of an injury recently so yeah that that would what would be temper my enthusiasm for him I probably think he's he'd be my selection at this moment in time God, I just think he's quick. Mm, I, I I agree. I I am a big fan of quick grab him, and I am with you here. It's very rare that we do agree, but we we both go for quick grab him in this race, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, there's a few worth mentioning as well. Mister Fisher, on his uh, second start over hurdles, uh, got beaten at Newbury on his debut by a outsider trained by Philip Hobbs, but then went and beat our horse Thomas Darby. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Kempton on Boxing Day. That race has previously been won by Altior. It tends to throw up a few decent winners. He's 11-1. to one. Aramon won. Uh, did he win the Grade 1 at Christmas? Yeah. He's in the colours of the Supreme Racing Club, isn't he? Getaway Trump was impressive, I thought. Um, just getting beat by Champ. and Looks a proper stayer to looks me, though. Looks a stayer. Getaway Trump. Eldorado Allen's been good... Earlier on in the season, before that odd race at Aintree where everything went wrong for him and he has just had a bit of an injury. So, yeah, the, these uh, Supreme Novice Herd looks hot this year and there could be anything in this race to come. I mean, the fact is Angel's Breath is the best price 6-1. to one. The next in the market's double the price. It's worth throwing a few quid. If, if there's a novice you think's pretty decent, because the market... There's such a massive gap between Angel's Breath. The bookies almost seem to think there's no rival between him. And he's only had one start in what was a pretty farcical race. Mm. Worth throwing a few quid on one at a big price, I reckon. Definitely worth doing so. The Ballymore, to me, I think there's more form lines to go on. Champ and battle over Doyen. This could be one hell of a set too, I think. I think these two are the outstanding standard setters. 
uh, in the this division, and I, I do think they both look and race with the class that I think them two could be future battlers and champions in the years to come. I, I think we could see many encounters against each other, the Matt Manners versus Jiggingstown rivalry, and for me, battle over Doyen is completely unexposed for me, and I do think he could progress even further in his time. Are you a champ fan? I am more so battle over Doyen for me. Yeah? That surprises me because you're normally a Nicky Henderson, big Nicky Henderson fan. I am. Maybe it's the fact that Champ's second season and it's just the fact he's worked his way up. Battle over Doyen for me doesn't look nowhere near like the finished article yet. Neither does Champ, to be fair. Yeah. They're both very, very, very raw. It's amazing how J.P. McManus and Nicky Anderson do have such a big stronghold on these novice hurdlers this season because Champagne, Platinum, you could name. Uh, Champ, uh, there's 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 four or five where you could think, yeah, they've got a serious chance. And for me, in this division, Battle Over Doyen will beat Champ. What's your verdict in this race? I'm keen on... And I know well of the of the two, more so battle over Doyen. Mm-hmm. For me, the I like Beakstown. I know we'll be talking about him on the next episode. It was very impressive, I thought. That Warwick race, I tend to think, is always underrated because in Mr. terms of Mr. Whipped won that race last year, and Paisley Park was second. Yeah. And the year before that, Willoughby Court won it and then went on to win at the festival at 14s yeah. when he shouldn't have been 14s. Yeah. And, you know... God rest m- his m- soul. M- m- yeah, yeah, absolutely devastating loss, really. I'm a massive Willoughby Court fan. And they've got... You know, it's a race that I tend to think if it wasn't at Warwick in the middle of January, <laughs> it throws up a few good ones. It the does. new one's a previous winner. Yeah. It's underestimated race. Beaks down sixteen to one. Is a big and price it looked, still. It looked slightly monstrous on the weekend. It, it looks chaser in the making, doesn't he? And I don't like using that cliche very often, but it looks like he'd, yeah. he'd relish a fence. And while we're here, we'll talk about the potato race. We'll only have a minute or two on this. Uh, battle over Doyen heads are betting for that again. We don't really know where they're going to go. Derrin Ross, commander of fleet, I, who I, looks like a stayer to me. Before this race, I was a big fan of Tidal Floor, who ran behind Beakstown, and I thought a nice staying distance, brocade racing colours, Richard Johnson's bred him, and then he really, really was disappointing. And I've been a big fan of him so far this season, and I thought staying distances would suit, and he never seemed to travel. Warwick is a sharp track, though, so a big big galloping track could probably suit him more. The name evades me ran an interesting race in a handicap behind Au Petitson at Cheltenham on New Year's Day and two mile four ran over that day and that really didn't suit him. He come rattling home in the final furlong under Paddy Brennan and got second and I think the name evades me is a horse that's underrated in my opinion and could run a big race in one of these races. The one for me <coughs> at the minute I'd be most keen on in the potato race is Sam's profile. Yeah, yeah. and and he went in a lot of people's profiles, <laughs> pardon the pun, yeah. uh, when he finished second, didn't he? Behind uh, Battle Over Doyle. Yeah, and most Morris progresses his horses the more that they run. 
And yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I, I, I am. I do like Sam's profile, but not for me. By God, he's only five. And again, you've got to take the mick because everything I do comes back to the Grand National. <laughs> to say a horse who's only ever had three starts over hurdles as a future Grand National horse, Sam's profile looks it big. Looks like he stays absolutely forever. And the potato race is often won by a slow horse. Correct. You know what I mean? Even, even, even a, f- a future world hurdle winner, mm. you'd, I'd probably be more inclined to run in the Ballymore. If I had a horse who I think next season will be in the Stayers, yeah. I'll run him this season in the Ballymore and then step him up. I wouldn't start him out in the potato race. Uh, but yeah, I like Sam's profile. I think he's, well, he stays forever. And his uh, overall profile is interesting. Yeah, he showed a good attitude mm. to stay on the inter second behind Battle Over Dion, who's probably been the novice that's impressed me most this season. Yeah. If I'm honest, yeah. That, right. that, that's a big statement coming from you. Yeah, I mean, Thomas Darby got beaten, didn't he? So we were going to have to shut up about yeah, him for a bit. Yeah, and uh, I was very impressed with Clarendon Street, who won at Weatherby decisively for owners group by 10 lengths. And the form of that, he was second behind Birchdale. And I think that race could turn out to be a decent race. I mean, we'll literally just have one minute uh, talking about the triumph as well. Keldestan and Torpillo, they probably look the standard setters at the minute, although we've not seen very much from Ireland, so who knows? Yeah, Sir, Sir Eric as well. Yeah, he, who, we know he's a good horse because of the flat form. But that's all that we know, really, to be honest. Yeah. Keldestan, for, for me, is probably worth a bet. I can see he's still available at 12 at some places. It is a big it? price. He's not done anything wrong this that, season, has he? That's banking on... I mean, if you were to back him each way, that's banking on there being three better juveniles come out in the next two months. Miranda. Miranda. Keep your eyes out, Miranda. She's running February. Miranda, yeah. That is not James's bird. That's his new horse he owns <laughs> with, with, with the owner's group. Yeah, uh, Stan, I'm, I might back him each way for the triumph. I just, I just find it unlikely. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's often happens that if a horse, if, if a juvenile starts out, right at the start of the season, they tend to be underestimated due to the fact that everyone assumes all the good ones haven't come out yet. Yeah. If you know what I mean. I think Keldestan's already proven himself to be pretty good. Grade one winner now. Yeah, I'll throw a few quid on him, I reckon. Yeah, fair dues. Is that everything? I think so now, yeah. I think we've covered near enough every race. <laughs> yeah, all everything, Cheltenham, Christmas... All done. We'll be talking about Warwick and Kempton on the next episode, which will be recorded Should be up tomorrow. on, th- yeah. Out o- on up Thursday. Thursday. Out on Thursday. Uh, thanks for listening. My name's Lewis Tomlinson. That's Jim Watson. Goodbye. See you later.